It's the High Powered Podcast. Lit conversations, debates, and advice that keep you turned up. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Prince Ella Clark, up in the building, up in the building. It's the High Power Podcast. Now, before we get started, because last time it was something, the mic was low. Let me know if you can hear me. Go ahead, put something in the chat and let me know if you hear the girl blazing. Let me know if you hear me blazing. What's up, Sheba? What's up? What's up, Belina? Sullivan, what's going on? Thank you for showing up. Tamiko, what's good? Now listen, <clears throat> I'm going to tell y'all straight up, right off the rip, I ain't no poor righteous teacher. Now, if you, most of y'all been with me from day one when I was doing the Facebook thing heavily. So y'all know I was a poor righteous teacher on there for a long time. Over here on YouTube, we not, we, we, we not doing that. We in a whole nother lane. This is high class over here. So, just to let you know, we not going to, we gotta let YouTube know that we like the content here because that's how they gonna get the show to grow. So if you in the building, right, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you do that, all right? Make sure you hit that subscribe button, all right? Cause we need these numbers to go up. Because your girl going to stop driving trucks and y'all going to help a sister out by liking, subscribing, hitting that bell notification, and sharing this to some people you like, right? That you might think can uh, benefit from the conversations, right? Yes. Black Jew, what's good? Corey Turks, I know. I know. I stay on fire. That's right. Make sure y'all hit that like button because it's going down tonight. I'm telling you it's going down tonight. Now, when I was on Facebook, when I was on Facebook, I covered up a lot, you know, I covered up a lot, <laughs> you know, and I had to stand up at the beginning of the show because I needed to make sure that I was showing the sexy, right? Eddie, my homeboy, that's my dog there, that's my dog, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all, a lot of my associates and a lot of my friends I met on Facebook, and I've been riding with a lot of y'all for a while. Eddie, that's my dog. That's my dog. We get into it a lot, <laughs> but it be all fun. It be all fun, and I love it, and I'm glad that you're here supporting me, brother. All right, so um, anyway, I had to doll it up. I had to doll it up because it's about being beautiful. See, the, one, of the, one, one of the things that I want to do is I want to shut this idea down that you got to be on one extreme or the other one. Like there is no middle ground. As a woman, you either dumb as a box of rocks, but you fine than a motherfucker. You fine. You got, I mean, you 36, 24, 36. Ow, what a winning hand. Because she's a brick house, but dumber than a box of goddamn rocks. Or, or, or. 
You smarter than a motherfucker. Smart. But damn, I got to put a paper bag over this bitch face. <laughs> uh-uh, we not doing that. We are going to marry sex appeal. Sex appeal with intelligence. And high level intelligence at that. Ain't going to be no... You know, A, B, C, one, two, three. Ooh, this bitch spitting bars. No, it's going to be some high-level intelligence. So I wanted to make sure that y'all saw the perky titties, right? They real. I know you looking at the show, and I know good and goddamn well you ain't took your eyes off of these big old bags right here or these medium-sized bags. I know you haven't. And I wanted to make sure that you was looking at them, so I put a little oil on them to make sure that they was glowing in the light, right? Because I want you to stay on the video. Because I need y'all to take these watch hours up. And I don't want to bore you. So, you know, there's only so much that we can do on YouTube. And I felt like putting a baby oil right here in the middle of the, in the, middle of the screen was a good idea. All right. <laughs> so, you free to look. Get your peep on, baby. All right. Stand up. You missed it. Oh, he missed it. Go ahead. Let me show you. Let me show you because we talking about beauty standards. So in order for us to talk about beauty standards, baby, I got to show off the beauty. Uh, look at that. Ooh, sexy, sexy, sexy. Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. All right. Now. All right, so now we got that out the way. Look, uh, make sure you go pour up your drink because you're going to need it tonight. Um, also, as we get the channel growing, you know, because we want to get to the point where YouTube started to pay us too, you know. But y'all can make sure y'all throw something in the tip jar, you know. <laughs> you know, y'all pay the preachers, you know, the preacher rolling in Benzes and shit. Hey, all I want y'all to do is get me out that goddamn 18-wheeler. Get me out the Freightliner. That's all I want you to do. I don't care if I'm rolling in a Honda Accord. Just get me out the Freightliner. Make sure you throw something in that cash app. All right, for those who don't know that I drive big trucks, big rigs. All right, so tonight, what is we talking about? What are we talking about? If y'all haven't seen the, 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 the show banner, right, y'all know these people going crazy out here. Y'all know they going crazy out here getting these Brazilian butt lifts and shit, right? You know, they want a big ass, and then after a couple months, the ass that they had is no more. The new one is no more, and the one that they had before that is no more. <laughs> and I bet a lot of you men are wondering why in the hell would a woman go out and do this shit. I know y'all have heard how women keep accusing men of well it's the beauty standards that y'all set that the reason why we go and do this and a lot of men think no it's for you y'all want to compete with other women right mm. well I got something for you on that we're gonna go we're gonna dive deep into human behavior and then the psychology of the female because I know for my brothers out there some of y'all just don't understand women. You think they want one thing, and then they turn around and want something else, and then no mean yes, yes mean no. They confusing the fuck out of y'all simple-minded motherfuckers, right? 
Hey, 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 look, I knew I threw a little jab there, but don't take it personal, baby. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know that. Anyway, so let's go ahead and uh, get started with that. Now, I'm going to start this by giving you some backstory or a story, right? Because most of the topics, I've had a lot of life experiences. To be as young as I am, um, I have had a lot of life experiences, probably life experiences that a lot of people wouldn't have in one lifetime, but I've had them all the way up until I've turned the age that I am, which is 36 now. And so not only do I have life experiences to, to relate to, I have a natural knack and a natural gift of psychology and analytical skills. I'm very good at psychology. I'm very good at uh, analyzing human behavior patterns and things of this nature. I made straight A's in uh, psychology in college. I've written every research paper that I've ever written. I received an A on it. And I never had to actually study these things. So I'm very, very good at these things. I've actually been on panels with uh, PhD psychologists. They've invited me on their panels to discuss high-level topics with them before. So what I am diving into tonight is the psychology of the female and why she does the things that she does, including going to get dangerous and damaging cosmetic surgeries for the purpose of vanity, all right? So I stood up because I wanted to see and, and admire my beauty because I am beautiful and I am gorgeous, and I will tell myself that every day, and I expect you to also tell yourself that you are beautiful, you are gorgeous, Every day, because society will do everything in its power to make you feel less than so you can go spend money to feel more than. And it's not always a good thing. So make sure that you tell yourself and praise yourself. Now, some people, I remember when I was young, right, when I when I was a kid and when I grew up, I had it real hard. I had it real hard. I had, I had my mother destroying my self-esteem. As a matter of fact, my mother wrote me a text message last year <laughs> while I was still 35. And she told me in the text message that she intentionally tried to destroy my self-esteem so she could hurt me just so I could feel the hurt that she felt. She intentionally tried to destroy me. And to this day, she still talks to me in the negative ways that she has always talked to me. And, and the family that I grew up in, my mother's side, it wasn't, it wasn't any better because they, my family is kind of like a social club, right? 
So I wasn't at the top of that social club, and I was made to feel less than the other uh, cousins, female cousins. So I grew up with some really, really, really low self-esteem issues. Um, And it took me a long time to fix that. Because I can't, you can't expect the people that knock you down to pick you up. Because if they were going to pick you up, they never would have knocked you down to begin with. Um, but not only did I experience that, every boy that I actually liked, no guy that I ever approached in life actually liked me back. I got turned down by every single guy that I ever actually approached that I liked, right? So that also played on my self-esteem, right? So in, in reality, my perspective on life was in myself that I felt like I was ugly. Didn't matter what was actually showing in the mirror. Um, and I even had to do something myself. And when I was younger, I felt like I couldn't be pretty unless I wore a weave that was 18 inches and specifically and and, and a lot of people especially people in the black community they're so pro-black that they generalize everything they generalize everything and they generalize everybody my my reason for wearing 18 inch weave had absolutely nothing to do with trying to be like white folks nothing at all Actually, the reason why I wore 18-inch weave was because my family, we actually have Native, we have actual Native American bloodline, right? And my cousins, right, I have two cousins, and one of my cousins had super long hair. It's all natural, it's all her hair, and it came past her butt, right? And they, and I felt compared to her a lot. And my other cousin had pretty long hair too. A lot of my family has long hair, but I wasn't the one. I, I wasn't blessed with that extremely long hair. I have a good grade of hair, but it wasn't as long as theirs. So I was made to feel less than, and I felt like the only way that I could be pretty or perceive pretty is if I had the same length of hair that they had or at least this particular cousin had. So I wore 18-inch wig. I would never, I don't even like hair that long. I won't wear any hair past my shoulders. I don't like long hair (laughs) at all. Uh, It just gets in the way. But at that time, it was, you know, being 18 and a little bit younger, the issue was self-esteem, right? So there are many reasons why people choose to do the things that they do because the reality is, is the nature of a woman is to feel desired, right? So over the years, I had to learn to be comfortable with myself in any, in any way. I can walk out. There are some women that cannot walk out the house, outside the house, unless they have a weave on. Unless they have their makeup on because they, they are that insecure within themselves. And I had to learn to love myself regardless in any 
way. Whether I got weave on or whether I don't have weave on, whether I'm wearing something nice or whether I'm not, I accept and love myself in any form that I present myself in. So, um, but there are a lot of people who haven't gotten to that level. All right, or gotten to that place in life, and what we want to do is see if we can assist people to help at least put them on the path in the right direction to start walking in that light. So I'm just going to show a few um, photos of myself, specifically when I actually had the self-esteem issues, right? And then I'll show the after the self-esteem issues. Okay, so before the self-esteem issue, I looked like this. Let's see. This is one of my photos from MySpace. I bet some of y'all don't even remember your MySpace information. Hell, honestly, I thought I remembered my MySpace account information, but I tried to get in there and I did But Google seemed to pull some of my stuff from my, my MySpace account, so I still have some of my photos. But right there, actually, this was me when I had those self-esteem, real bad self-esteem issues. Even though my hair, I didn't have on the 18-inch weave there, that's actually my hair right there. But I was not very confident in myself at that time. I was going through a lot of things, all right? And I looked at my, I would look at myself, even though I look like I'm confident, I really wasn't, you know. Um, that's one of the uh, photos. That's my, that's a photo that I took when I was in the military. I was mm, maybe 22, 22 in this photo. I was a little chubby in the face, you know. That's actually all my hair, you know what I mean? But I still had, like, major self-esteem issues in these areas. And I still didn't think, I didn't think that I was that attractive, right? Okay. And I always used to say, damn, I wish I could go back to being a baby because I was actually a cute baby, but I look horrible as an adult. You know, this is the shit that I would tell myself. I don't want you to speak to yourself in the same way that I spoke to myself. Please don't speak to yourself like I spoke to myself because I said some mean things to myself. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, not only did I, none of the boys that I actually like like me back, I got picked on <laughs> throughout elementary all the way up into high school, right? So you can just imagine how far in the trash my self-esteem was, right? But this is me after the self-esteem issues, right? And I'm going to show you how it doesn't matter if I got on a weave or not, my hair, whatever, it don't matter. I don't care. I'm going to do what makes me feel good. I'm going to wear what makes me feel good, and society is not going to dictate how I feel about myself. I'm not going to spend money to look like anybody else or to make society accept me. So I'm just going to be me. And this is me the other day. I just took this picture the other day. This is me with no makeup, 
clear face with a cap on and a sweatsuit on, and I feel fine, right? Maybe I look like a little boy right here. Maybe I do. Maybe a person will look at me and say, oh, I wouldn't fuck her. Yes, you would, but you might say you wouldn't. Yes, you would, but you might say you wouldn't because I look like a little boy right there. And, and I feel damn good about myself, right? It was cold as fuck outside, and guess what? I didn't try to go outside with half clothes on knowing that I'm freezing my ass off and to go to work because I'm worried about what people think of me walking outside, keeping myself pretty goddamn warm, right? Because I don't went to the club. I don't went to the club, and I have seen chicks stand in line in 30-degree weather with no jacket and a goddamn skirt or a dress on with some high heels when you know you're uncomfortable because you are so concerned about people looking at you. Not me. Bitch, I wish I would stand outside in 30-degree weather in this long-ass line with some fucking heels on, knowing I'm flat-footed. I'm flat-footed. That shit hurt. Y'all know y'all feet hurt, but you want somebody to look at you. I don't care because you know what? I have learned to love and accept me in any form that I decide to present myself in. All right? Now, that looked like two totally different people. I'm going to slide that picture over. Yes, it's the same person. That's me, and this is me. Two to- looks like two totally different people, but I'm the same person. I'm the same person. But people will tell you, people will look at that picture, right? And they will say, hmm, why, don't, why women got to enhance their appearance? Why don't you just be natural? And then when you go be natural... Then they want to talk shit about you. Ooh, you look like a dyke. Ooh, you a homosexual. This, this, that, and the other. Don't no man want no masculine. What the fuck you want? What the fuck you want? Do you not want a human to be human? Well, I don't give a fuck what you want. It's about what I want, right? Either you like me or your ass don't. If you don't, get the hell out the, get the, get the, hell out of the way. Because when it's cold and when I feel like being comfortable, that's what I'm going to look like. Can you accept that? You better, because <laughs> that's what it is, right? So, this is all about this is all about self love, right? And getting into why women do the things that they do, right? But before we get there, we always got to start with the introduction. We got to start with an introduction and get there, right? So. After the self-esteem issues, right? You do, you do for yourself, not for other people, right? Not what, what other people going to say. Not what other people going to say, right? Right? Can you love you regardless? You should, and you're supposed to, Right? Now, I, wanna, I want you, a lot of times people say, specifically men, 
Specifically men say this. We just naturally wired to like certain features in a woman. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Because if that was the case, then beauty standards would not constantly change. It would be static. It would always be static. But for some reason, it ain't static. It changes, right? This year, this look is hot. This year, I mean the next year, it's not. So this was once a beauty standard. When I'm about to get ready to show you. This was once a beauty standard. Beauty standard in Persia. Now y'all look at this chick. This chick, right? I don't see no titties. I don't see no titties. She got a double chin and look like she kind of got a mustache. But this was the beauty standard or the symbol of beauty in Persia in 1900. Right? Now, I know people was going to be waiting for me. That was white folks. Oh, no, no, no. That was, that was Persia. Right? But that wasn't a beauty standard for black folks. Okay. Okay. All right. But was Sandra Bartman, you know, y'all know Sandra Bartman, the black woman with the big, 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 super huge behind that they put on, like, in the human zoo, right? That woman was dark-skinned, had short hair and a big butt, but that was kind of like a beauty standard for black folks, right? It ain't nothing like it is right now, the point that I'm making. It's nothing like it is right now. Now, let me ask you, people in 2022, how many of y'all want to look like this chick from Persia? Hmm? How many of y'all want to look like this chick from Persia? Because according to, according to, you know, the 1900s, in 2022 language, that bitch fine. Ooh, that bitch fine. Ooh, look at that turkey neck. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, and you got a half unibrow. Ooh, that unibrow look good. Ooh, that little unibrow look good. Them thick old thighs and that big old belly. Beauty. Just beautiful, scrumptious. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all won't look like that? Don't lie. Power players. As a matter of fact, I want y'all to understand. If you are in the high-powered podcast community, <clears throat> And if you're in the High Power Podcast community and y'all are supporters of me, you are now known as the power players. That's what you are. You come up here, you're a power player. I want y'all to rep that power player lifestyle. And we're going to show, we're going to, we, 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 we hardcore truth tellers over here. And we all about power in any way, shape, form, or fashion. You hear me? All right. All right. That's what it is. Okay. So, <laughs> Taffy say she'd rather die than to look like that, right? That, that, that bitch fine. 
back in 1900, right? But we in 2022, and some other shit is fine in 2022 that I personally think look like caricatures, real-life caricatures. That's what they look like to me, right? But before we get in 2022, right, before we get in 2022, let's go back earlier or closer to where where we actually uh, reside. We all know who this, this beautiful woman is right here. Oh, we know who this beautiful lady is. That's Queen Pam Greer, right? That beautiful natural afro, right? That beautiful natural afro. You see, she ain't got a whole bunch of makeup caked on. Back then, it wasn't about contouring, putting gobs and gobs of makeup and being in an hour for being in a the mirror for 36 hours trying to go out and then you melt in the sunshine, right? That's beauty right there, just a little bit. That's all natural right there. Yeah, she got a little eyeliner on and, you know, some mascara and got a little eyebrows filled in, but baby, that's all natural beauty. That was the beauty standard in the 70s for black women, right? That was the standard. We was gorgeous in our natural state, right? What we got here? Look at that body, right? She got a gap. She didn't go and get all the teeth removed. She ain't getting no nose job. Now, Michael Jackson decided that he wanted a nose job because he had the same bell pepper nose she got, but that bell pepper nose is cute, and she got a flat stomach. But I don't see, them pants that she got on is probably a size two and a half. You can't fit no big ass in a size two and a half pants. Y'all, she don't have no hips. I don't see no hips. But black women were still considered sexy and gorgeous with no hips. <laughs> and she ain't got no 36-inch ass in the back. 24, 36, 24, 36, oh, what a winning hand was not what you see today because this ain't 36, 24, 36 in 2022. It's what? 56, 39, 56 now because it's thick. People want to be thick now. People don't want to actually be fine, right? That. That was slim, right? It was healthy, and it was natural. That ain't what they going for in 2022, though. That ain't what they going for in 2022. Look at that. You can't fit no 59-inch ass in that little bikini, right? What was the most important thing back then it's just a flat stomach and a nice rack in your chest, right? Even if she did have weave in there somewhere or a wig on, it still matched her, right? Right? But black women do not want to look like this in 2022. 
Now they want some other shit. Now, this was back in our time, right? Aaliyah ain't have nobody's body. Nobody's body. I mean, that girl was flat-chested, flat-stomached, and flat-ass. She was just a damn pancake all the way around. But she was considered outstandingly gorgeous. Straight-up natural beauty. And she was hot. He, she was the hot thing. Who else? Who else? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry ain't have nobody's ass either. She had nobody's stomach. She had nobody's nothing. She was just pretty in the face and light skin. And she was the beauty standard. But that ain't what they want to look like in 2022. That ain't what they want to look like in 2022. Right? Now, I had to pull some... Look at that. Look at that. All you needed to have was a damn flat stomach, <laughs> okay? And you was the shit. You was the shit. Look at them. Right? Nothing outrageous. Just just natural. But that that is not the hell they want in 2022. See, what they want in 2022, right? In 2022. That's what they want. Hold on. Let me go back. Turn that off. This is what they want in 2022. Look at this. So this, look at this. Aaliyah had nobody's ass. This chick got Santa Claus toy bag in her ass. You know, I see right here. What y'all think that toy is right there? That might be a yo-yo right there for somebody's kid right here. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm looking at the bottom picture. It might be a yo-yo right there. I see an Xbox in the back. I mean, what else she got? A bottle of wine. She got all kind of shit in her ass back here. All right. And you willing to do that for what? For what? Because you want to be desired, all right? So before I continue on with this, we're going to listen. We got seven minutes. We're going to listen to these two stories. Once we listen to these two stories, then I'm going to read y'all a psychology report by a PhD person. Now, if you have listened to me, you know my discussions on psychology and the human the human mind and human behavior. We're going to get into that specifically within the female. I mean, I'm really going I I'm I was so excited to do this video tonight or this show tonight because these two pieces of information that I'm going to share with you is going to open up discussions for a lot of different things because we need to break this idea 
that women are so much different from men and that women don't have that women have a static nature that is almost like inanimate and and non-human but we're going to we're going to dive deep into the humanity of a woman uh specifically around why she does the things that she does so let's go ahead and i'm going to share my screen so we can watch this uh show or this uh video here
I'm sorry about that. Hold on. We're going to go back. Can you hear me? Let's, let's do that. Okay. Is that sound now? Okay, let's see. All right, can y'all hear me? Okay, y'all hear me? Okay, all right, let's see. Okay, so let me, let me, let me check and make sure that the, uh, the sound is being captured through the video. Hold on just a second. Let's go, let's see. Let's see. Give me just a second. I'm going to make sure I can get that in sound. This is, <clears throat> when we do a screen share, it's supposed to automatically capture the computer sound out of the computer, but for some reason it's not. Let's see. I'm going to try that again. So give me give me just a second to figure out because I want y'all to hear that video. I'm not certain why the uh, screen screen share is not picking up the audio as it should. see let me know because that, that um, comments got hidden all right let me check this out let's see can you hear every day was her birthday the bond that we had was can you hear the video? But it was just 
such it was almost like we were twins because it was like you know no one it was no you one can hear it. in her world but me mm -hmm. she said she wanted to get her stomach done and I told her you know wasn't nothing wrong I'm not I'm not worried about that I'm not upset I say nothing wrong with you she was a pretty black woman but I couldn't drive that in her head that you didn't need that, but she wanted that. And if she, anybody will tell you, I was the type, if she thrived and wanted it, I gave it to her. Heather had decided that she wanted surgery probably a year and a half prior to her going and having the procedure done. She researched this clinic. She looked up these doctors. Um, she, you know, did everything that as normal people that was going to have plastic surgery to do, you know, she was on the website, she was looking at the, you know, the doctors, and she was, she was smart. She, you know, we trusted her. We trusted that she knew that what she was doing. Hello, hello there. How are you guys? So I wanted to do this live real quick because I want to inform you, I want to share with you lady that we have a great, great, great and awesome special today. Miami, by far, is, is one of the capitals of plastic surgery in the United States. I mean, we do more surgery here than probably any major city in the U.S. We live where people vacation, you know, and here people want to look good year-round. So to begin with, we have a lot of plastic surgeons, and there is a lot of locals that do plastic surgery. So a lot of places have capitalized on this. We have uh, the surgery Brazilian butt lift with uh, Dr. Fisher for only $6,000. These clinics have to be able to sell surgery at a very discounted price because if they sold their surgeries for the same price as a board certified plastic surgeon in an accredited surgical facility, nobody would ever go to them. They want the patient to book day of their consultation, so they will use high-pressure sales tactics to get the person to leave their deposit so that they have them hooked. Así que ya sabes, montate en el carro y vente a Jolie Plastic Surgery, una clínica para todas. They initially start out with marketing to lower-income um, Hispanic patients uh, who had maybe recently come from their own country and they see the, the glitz, the glamour of Miami, they want the look, and then they see like, well, oh, I can afford it. So these places, these uh, factories initially started their marketing to them. As they have had big complications locally, these clinics have now targeted the rest of the country. And that's why when they have a major complication, they change their name, because then that way, when somebody Googles them, the story doesn't follow the clinic. Authorities are investigating a death at a Miami-Dade cosmetic surgery center. The surgery was performed at a storefront clinic on Southwest 8th Street. The patient, a woman, suffered cardiac and respiratory arrest and was unable to be revived. Next time I get a phone call, you know, it's a Florida number, so I'm knowing, like, they were like, you know, Mr. DeWine, can you come inside? So I'm like, well, maybe she read it. You know, so I go inside. When I go inside, they bring me to the back. So when I get to the back, you know, they bring me to a room. You got these two doctors. She called me that evening. 
I asked her, you know, what they did, what the process was at the clinic when she went for the pre-op. And I said, did you meet your doctor? Did you talk to your doctor? She said no. She stood up. She was actually in here in the living room. And as soon as she stood up, she fell down. I said, what happened? She was just like, I don't know. She was like, but my heart is palpitating. Can you give me something for my heart? She goes to, you know, get up, and I'm standing here, and I'm trying to help her, but she wanted to do it on her own. And I'm just standing here, and she gets up, and she takes maybe about three or four steps, and she grabbed my hand. She held my, she squeezed my hand extremely tight, and she started to fall back. Her eyes started to roll back in her head. And she just, I had to let her go because I couldn't hold her. So, you know, she fell on the, on the floor. And he was like, uh, we had complications, but everything's going to be all right. She went to cardiac arrest. And the first time, I'm like, you know, I'm like, what do you mean cardiac arrest? And I'm like, you know, that's normal. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's not normal. But then she, I'm like, is she going to be all right? And they said, yeah, she's going to be all right. The last thing she said to me was, I love you. And that was the last thing I said. We said to each other, I love you. When that question come up to me, when he asked me, Daddy, you know, why I don't have a mama? Where is my mama? And I cannot ask, cannot answer that because someone took that away from him and he's, I don't know how to answer. I can't answer. It was the worst day of my life. And I've been through a lot of stuff but it was the worst day of my life. I have not really recovered from that since then. And it's like, they treat her like she was nothing. You still going with Ben the next day, you know, like, oh well, that's, that's it. We got more, we got, we got, we got more here to do. You know, we about got more cows to butcher, you know? For what reason? You know what I'm saying? And then nothing, nothing's been done about it. And then I hear about this. He's not the first one. And I look at the point. If it had been something done from the beginning, she would. It would have never happened. So we see, we see that vanity, vanity, because of vanity, women will still go. Now, this woman had a husband, a husband who actually tried to convince her that she was beautiful and that she didn't need it, but she wanted it. And never thinking about her family or the risks of her losing her life that she would lose 
and leave behind a son. She still went and did it anyway. And your question, the question should be raised as to why would she do it anyway? Why do women, even if they have a husband, why won't they listen to their husbands about their beauty? Do you think it's self-esteem? Would you say it's because of self-esteem? Mm-mm. Not wholly in and of itself. Because there is a nature of women that, are, that men know, but they don't want to acknowledge in, when, in terms of women not being programmed for monogamy. Women are not biologically wired for monogamy. Women are just as, not just as polygamous as men. Men are more polygamous than women, but women are actually polygamous too. Now, why are we even talking about polygamy and sex? Because here's the thing. This is the basis of human nature and what drives the human species in every way, shape, form, or fashion, and it is sex. And the nature of a woman, the biological nature of a woman is to be desired, to be desired, not just by her husband, but be to, to be desired in general and indefinitely. You can't marry away desire. You can't sign away desire because this is a natural wiring of a woman, right? So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read because this is something that I've actually stated several times in the past on my Facebook videos. I've always stated that men and women are not as different as society wants to make it seem. They are more alike than they are different. If you in here watching this for free and you in the house, power players, you're joining the power players, make sure that you hit the like, subscribe, share button, because that's going to tell YouTube that you like the content. All right. Make sure you do that. I said this on several occasions. And so I went to look for something, a professional study, that would show me this. And I found one easily. Right? And when I read it, no lie, when I read it, I was like, I should have been a psychologist. I should have been, I should have a PhD in this because this article literally has said everything that I have said verbatim. Now, this article was written by Noam Spencer, PhD, which is a male. And it is important to know who wrote it, okay, because. For some reason, if this article was written by a woman, 
even if she has a PhD, even if she does scientific processes and uses the, the right procedures to, to actually, uh, that, that are required of research, people would dismiss it simply because, now nah, it's just a woman writing it, so it's biased. But nope, this is a man writing it. It's a man that wrote this. Okay, so what it's titled and you can go find this yourself if you would like to. It is titled, What Do Women Really Want? And the key points are, many women seek and place a premium on a sense of intimacy and emotional closeness with their sexual partners. Many women experience their sexual interest as fluid and open, encompassing at different times men or women or both. Evidence reveals a paradox at the core of female desire. Women want stability, intimacy, and security, but also need to feel desired. So, those are the key points of the article. Let's continue. What do women want? Sigmund Freud, if you, if you are familiar with psychology, you will know that he was one of the, uh, one of the, one of the renowned uh, psychologists in the world of psychology. And most of his research was, was based on the sexual aspect of human psychology. All right. So Sigmund Freud famously asked the question, but he didn't have an answer. Even today, the question of what motivates female sexual desire continues to resound. Definite answers have proven elusive. What men want is thought to be understood quite well. In general, their sexual desire is orderly, consistent and narrowly directed. A heterosexual man is heterosexual. If you show him heterosexual sex, his sexual physiology and subjective reported desire rise in tandem. Homosexual sex will leave him cold, both physically and emotionally. For men, there is an ex excellent match between physiological arousal as measured by penal uh, tumescence and the level of reported desire. Viagra's success demonstrates the simplicity of the male mechanism. Viagra does not target desire, but works by increasing genital blood flow, allowing erection. This apparently is all that is needed in many cases. As the penis rises, desire is already awaiting. For women, the story is different. The female body studies show likes everything or at least responds to everything or does not know what it likes some cynics will say female physiological arousal as measured by vaginal lubrication occurs in response to viewing most any type of sexual activity man with woman woman with woman man with man even watching sex among bonobo monkeys stimulates physiological arousal in women the Canadian researchers, Kelly, whatever her name is, and Martin, whatever his name is, have proposed that this all-inclusive arousal pattern is an evolutionary adaptation. According to this theory, the, va the vagina immediately becomes moist at any hint of sexual activity in the vicinity so as to protect the woman from injury in the event of rape or sexual violence. 
This arousal is not necessarily related to the sexual desires, intents, or preferences of the woman. After all, women do not really want to have sex with bonobo monkeys. Indeed, it turns out that unlike men, women's objective bodily responses don't reflect their subjective mental desires. This is one reason Viagra does not work for women. Physical preparedness does not imply desire. That women can have sex does not mean she wants to. I'm going to read that one more time, that last part. That women can have sex does not mean that she wants to. So what does she want? This question, as Freud intuited, is not an easy answer. On one hand, there is considerable evidence that women seek and place a premium on a sense of intimacy and emotional closeness with their sexual partners. The reasons for this seem clear and logical. Now, I'm going to pause right there for a couple of seconds. Okay. What we're about to go into is the black and white discussion that is typically held by the members of the manosphere, red pill, MGTOW, and all of these clowns, right? Who think or believe they know biology and they know nature, but they don't. Okay, and this is their logical fallacy that they typically like to use when they want to justify why women should be monogamous or are in their minds wired for monogamy and why they are wired for polygamy. Now, you might think this what we're reading is off topic, but it actually is not because it tie it goes right into why women, why women will go to the lengths of doing damaging things to their body to get these desirable responses. There's a reason for it. And it is all based in sex. The primal code of human beings that drives human behavior, which is sex. Everything goes there, starts there. So this is why this is very relevant to what we're re- what we're talking about. So I don't want you to think that we have gotten off track because we are right on track. Okay. So continuing on. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So the reasons for this seem clear and logical. Having but one uterus to fill with one fetus at a time a woman gains no obvious evolutionary advantage from promiscuity. For women, possessing no seed to spread, sex with more people does not result in more potential genetic offspring. Moreover, women are at higher risk than men for sexual violence and sexually transmitted diseases, not to mention the unique risk of pregnancy. It pays for women to be careful in choosing their sexual partners. In addition, the female orgasm is less reliably achieved than the males, so their odds of enjoying casual 
or anonymous sex are lower. A woman who wants to increase her chances of enjoyment and minimize her chances of harm is better off getting to know her partner well before she gets to sex. From this logic, from this logic flows the claim that women are bio-programmed to want relationships, not sex, that they need a stable, intimate relationship to feel aroused and are therefore built for sexual monogamy and marriage. Now, pause. That is the logic that drives the manosphere. This is the logic that drives religion, religious philosophy, and all other types of philosophies that attempt to control the sexual nature of the female. All right? Continuing on. So, the article now reads, problem solved, right? Not so fast. First, more recent studies show that gender differences in reported number of sexual partners are reduced or disappear altogether if women are told that they are connected to a lie detector test and that the information they provide will remain confidential. Uh-oh. Now motherfucker is able to tell the truth. The truth that the conditioned or made-up society does not want to hear. See, shut the woman up and then tell her what her purpose is. Tell her what her nature is and then sell it to the world as if it's the truth. But now when you tell a woman that she hooked up to a lie detector test and the answers that she give is going to be confidential, guess what? You get something entirely different than what society want to tell you, right? This is why I laugh when a lot of males try to get in debates with me because I know you don't know what you're talking about. I know your eyes is wide shut because let me tell you something about a scientific mind. Science is based on observation. Observation. And if you are not observing and coming to conclusions based on these objective, objective observations, then you do not have a scientific mind. Remember, I told you we are marrying sexuality and beauty to high-level intelligence. We're not playing no games because, baby, you ain't got to be a brick house and dumb as a box of rocks. Baby, you can be both. And we're going to be both up in here because we're talking about human behavior and reality and the truth about the female nature that the world wants to deny. Because we getting in, this is going to lead right into why these chicks are going to get these BBLs, even if it's going to kill them. Hmm. Let's see. Okay. In other words, when women feel safe enough or otherwise compelled to tell the truth about their sexual behavior, the story they tell more closely resembles the male story. I've told y'all 
over and over for the last seven years that men and women are not as different as society want to make y'all believe. Women and men are more alike than they are different. Moreover, if women believe that they will not be harmed and that the sex will be good, their willingness to engage in casual sex equals that of men. The female tendency toward a roving eye can also be inferred according to the work of evolutionary psychologist David Buss from the very phenomenon of, of, of male jealousy. From the very phenomenon of male jealousy. We know who, y'all know men be jealous as hell. Why are you jealous if a woman is monogamous, right? And this is the reason why, this is also the reason why males believe, males really believe that women are out here dressing sexy to catch a man. And once they catch one, she need to stop dressing sexy because you ain't got no reason to. This right here lets you know that they do not understand women or the nature of a woman. If a man think that a woman's supposed to stop looking good because now you paying her attention and you feel like I'm your boyfriend or I'm engaged to you or I'm married to you, you need to stop being sexy and wanting to feel sexy because now you got a man. They do not understand the woman's nature at all. Okay. From the very phenomenon of male jealousy, which is common in all societies and consistently related to men's fear of potential cuckoldry. Now, this is a driving discussion in the manosphere. If you have ever listened to a manosphere, I go in any and every. I go in all types of environments. Whether they want me in there or not. Whether I'm invited or not, bitch, I'm here. Right? I didn't been, I was blocked. There's this guy out here in Houston who's, he, he's an attorney. Uh, his name is Dennis, I don't know his last name, but light-skinned brother. And he is a part of the manosphere. And he blocked me. He blocked me because I guess you think that a woman, just women, are dumb as a box of rocks. And so I think he blocked me because he told, he told his followers that y'all need to stop. Y'all don't let the black woman tell you not to get the vaccine because she wants you to die. And it's the black woman telling you not to get the vaccine. Now, we know if, if anybody's in the pro-black community, we know man and male and female, you know good and goddamn well, ain't nobody telling nobody not to get the vaccine because they want you to die. Motherfuckers in the black community who are against vaccines are against them because they fucking want to live and they don't want their immune system fucked with. But let him tell it is because the black woman wants you black men, man dead. He, he all the way off into that. So 
I blasted him on that. And then one time he he had he set me up and brought me into the manosphere, one of his little manosphere, you know, groups. And the setup didn't work because I'm smarter than you thought I was. And he pulled a a, a random ass number out of I mean a random number out of his ass and said 90% of black women or some, something. And I said, come on now, Dennis. Come on, man. You an attorney. You went to law school, didn't you? I know you took some classes, right? You had to take, you had to take statistics. I know you had to take some goddamn math class before you got your, 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 your attorney's license, your degree. Now, you know good and goddamn well you just can't pull no random goddamn number out your ass and then say it's fact because you and your feelings about black women. I don't know who hurt your damn feelings, but you just can't pull no random ass number out your ass and then speak like it's truth. I would not let you handle one of my damn cases because you're going to get us all lost. <laughs> you're you going to make us lose. <laughs> well, needless to say, that nigga blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> and we was I did I did a couple of shows with him on the Isaiah factor but yeah I have a tendency I have a habit of getting blocked by people in the manosphere and some are everywhere I don't give a damn it, oh, anyway so but that's that that's that's that you know what I mean because they they want to believe the shit that ain't true cuz it 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 justifies why they want to behave in a certain way but here we go. Um, so anyway, that's a, that's a reigning topic in uh, the manosphere. They so scared of cuckoldry. They scared of being a cuckold, right? So they got to be able to control a woman to make sure that she only having sex with him and only desire him. Why are you so scared of a woman desiring anybody if it ain't in her nature? Right. So anyway, here you go. And it is so funny because I've been saying this forever. Now, the article says if women really do not want extramarital sex as the male claims, then why are men so suspicious and jealous? Why put stop signs on the street with no traffic? I've always said before that you that you don't have to. Let me say this. Let me say it. How do I say it? How do I always say it? You, nature, if, if it's natural, you don't have to force something that's natural, right? You only have to force people to do something that's unnatural for them. You ain't got to force nobody to go to sleep when they sleepy. That's natural to do. It's easy to do. But you sure got to force them to stay awake when they tired as hell. Because it's unnatural for somebody to stay awake when they tired as hell. You don't have to force somebody to eat food when they hungry. That's easy to do. But you do have to force them not to eat when they're hungry. So why do you have to force women through religion? And other controlling mechanisms to not have sex with somebody else or desire another man if it's natural for her 
to be fucking monogamous. And like the article say, why put stop signs on a, uh, on a street with no traffic? That in and of itself defies the, the logic, the, the logical fallacies that the manosphere wants to use. Right? About its nat- nature and women are naturally monogamous. No, no, women are not naturally monogamous. We get into why, where this leads to, baby. Anyway, second, recent studies indicate that human sexuality is adapted for sperm competition. Uh Uh-oh. How many of y'all know women with multiple baby daddies or women with a baby daddy or with a baby that she don't know who the baby daddy is? I know it's a bunch of them out here. You You know that's a part of the female's nature, right? Y'all do know that's a part of the female nature. Uh, recent studies indicate that human sexuality is adapted for sperm competition. In other words, our evolutionary past had programmed women to seek sex with different men in short succession and have their sperm compete intravaginally for the right for paternity. So, Whereas males are promiscuous because of quantity, they can produce a certain amount of kids. The female's promiscuity is a result of quality. May the best sperm win, right? That is also shown in the same animals that men want to use as examples to justify why they do what they do, but they typically ignore the other side of that equation where females engage in the same behavior for quality purposes, not so much quantity. Hmm. So while women may have no seed of their own to spread, they do have multiple varieties of male seed to select from. Recent studies indicate that the objects of female sexual attraction vary with menstrual cycle. During their fertile days, women tend to fancy high testosterone men who are not good candidates for monogamy but have healthy male genes. Now, I just told you about five minutes ago that having a scientific analytical mind is based on observation. How many women, how many of you see society where women are only with one man that they married to? And they ain't never been with nobody else. They ain't never cheated. And all of their kids is by this man that they married. Go ahead and lie. Because nature is showing you with, when you take your hand off of trying to control nature and force it to be, nature going to show you what it really is. And in America, we are allowed 
to have more of a free free flowing nature as opposed to countries like uh, countries like over there in Islam, these is Islamic countries where they force you to marry, where they force you to be virgin, and if they don't, you get fucked up. Why you gotta fuck somebody up? If they go against your rule, oh, you don't want them to go in line with their nature. So look at the difference in societies where people are allowed to be in their natural form versus people who are not. You'll see a drastic difference, right? So, anyway, continuing on. So, during their fertile days, women tend to fancy high testosterone men who are not good candidates for monogamy, but have healthy male genes. How many married women secretly act on this impulse is difficult to estimate, but this type of sperm poaching appears to be quite normative among our primate relatives. Men, in turn, are designed for this sperm competition as well. Biologist Robin Baker of the University of Manchester found, for example, that the amount of sperm a man discharges during intercourse with his wife is not dependent on the timing of the man's last ejaculation, but on the time since his last sex with his wife. If a long time has passed, increasing the chances that someone else's seed found its way into his wife's vagina, the husband's ejaculate contains more sperm cells, which increases his competitive odds. Sex after a long separation tends to be more intense and prolonged. This is because long intercourse increases the chance of a woman reaching orgasm. According to research by Baker and biologist Mark Bellis, the uterine muscles contractions that accompany the female orgasm helps retain sperm inside of the vagina and move them toward the ovaries and fertilization. There's a reason for everything, right? Moreover, the evidence suggests that women initiate divorce more often than men and benefit less from marriage than men do. Uh-oh, that's, that then already started another discussion because I hear this all the time in these chats in Manosphere uh, groups and stuff and, and the whole social media uh, gender war shit. People constantly say, Marriage benefits women, and it doesn't. Men benefit more from marriage than women do. And let's see. Women, they benefit less from marriage than men do on measures of health because women are expected to practically take care of men. So when the man gets sick, men typically don't go to the hospital, but when he gets sick, guess what? Who's taking care of him? It's her. She's expected to do all of the laundry, all of this extra work on top of taking care of herself. So the man's life gets easier when he gets a wife because now she's picking up all of those extra duties, which which takes away from her life force and adds to his. Right. 
Happiness. Women are less happy when they're married because there's more work and stress involved for women once they get married. All right. And wealth. Additionally, as is well known to clinical psychologists and marriage counselors everywhere, many women who feel close to a loving partner nevertheless fail to feel passion. Uh-oh, we're getting into it. It's going right on down to right where we want to be. We're going to read that sentence again. Additionally, as is well known to clinical psychologists everywhere and marriage counselors everywhere, everywhere is that many women who feel close to a loving partner nevertheless fail to feel passion for him. So there's no passion or a lack of passion for their partners that they might be in long-term relationships with. Uh-oh, we're getting right on down to it. Australian researcher Lorraine Dennerstein found that the decline in women's libido over the years of adulthood is strongly linked to the loss of sexual interest in their long-term partners. If monogamy, intimacy, and communication are the engines of female desire, why do so many women fail to ignite with a familiar and faithful man? Why does their passion fizzle in marriage? Why will they seek to secretly graze in foreign pastures? Why do they not benefit from the monogamous arrangement more? Now, this is a psychology study, y'all. Written by PhDs, clinical psychologists, and goddamn marriage counselors. Why do women not not benefit from the monogamous arrangement more than men. Why? Why do they break it up more readily? How many times have I asked the question, why men act like women file for divorce for no damn reason? In light of the new research findings, the old narrative that women desire relationships rather than sex and are thus built for monogamy begins to crumble. Instead, a new narrative emerges in which female sexual desire is powerful, flexible, complex, and even submersive. As additional evidence, developmental psychologist Lisa Diamond of the University of Utah found that many women experience their sexual interests as fluid and open and encompassing at different times, men or women or both. Richard Lippa of California State University has found that unlike men whose sexual appetite narrows as it increases, sexually charged women display an increasingly open orientation. Women with higher libidos are more likely to feel desire toward members of both sexes. Marta Mina, a researcher of the United States, I mean of the University of Nevada, 
has argued provocatively that the organizing principle of female sexuality is the desire to be desired. Read that one more time, because now we are down to where we need to be that goes in line with why these women are going to get these surgeries. Okay. Marta Mina, a researcher at the University of Nevada, has argued provocatively that the organizing principle of female sexuality is the desire to be desired. In her view, the delicate, tenta- the delicate tentative guy who politely thinks about you and asks if this is okay or is that okay is a guy who many meet the expectations of your gender politics, which is the creation of society is what society has created. They want, you should get the nice guy, right? This is where the nice guy argument comes in, right? But check this out. Check this out. Let's see. Here we go. The delicate, tentative guy who politely thinks about you and asks if this is okay or that is okay is a guy who may meet the expectations of your gender politics, treats me as an equal, is respectful of me, communicates with me and your parents' preferences. But he may also put you into a sexual coma. Not despite these qualities, but because of them. Not despite these qualities, but because of these qualities, right? They're too submissive, right? They're too submissive. Female desire, according to Mina, is activated when a woman feels overwhelmingly desired. Her nature... Of a woman, remember at the beginning before I started reading this article, I told you that everything in human behavior goes back to the foundation of sex and sexuality. Sex and sexuality drives, is the driving force of human behavior. When I was 21 years old, 22, I got into this conversation with this guy. His name was Max. He was a car salesman. I was a rapper at that time. And it was him, another guy that's standing there, and it was me, somebody else. And he asked me this question. He said, Priscilla, what you think run the world? Do you think money or nuts run the world? Nut in terms of ejaculation. As a 21-year-old naive person, I argued with him that money ruled the world. That couldn't be further from the truth because he kept telling me, nah, Priscilla, nuts rule the world. Nuts run the, nuts make the world go round. And as I have learned and grown and grown and grown into my analytical abilities and understanding human behavior and how this world actually works and all of the mechanics of the world, I have to actually submit. And I lost that argument because, God damn it, nuts run the damn world. Ejaculation run the world. Sex drives human behavior. And you can't sign it away. You can't marry it away. 
You can't I love you baby it away. You can't Rolls Royce it away. You can't nothing it away. The female nature, sex, and her, her orientation or her key is desire, to be desired. So if you marry a woman, do not think this woman is going to want to look ugly now. No. I still want to look sexy. Well, don't wear that out to the club. You got a man. Bitch, I still want to be desired, not just by you, but by everybody. I want all eyes on me, right? I want all eyes on these little things that I put baby oil on, right? Right? As long as I'm attractive, baby, you're going to see it. Yes, I'm fine. Look at my night. They nice. And, and, and until... They become saggy and, and wrinkled and stuff. And where I don't need to show them no more, I'm going to show them. Right? Right? Because I'm living in the truth of who I am. And I'm not going to let you shame me into not being this desirable, beautiful, sexy, gorgeous, intelligent woman that I am. Right? Do I need to put some more baby oil on it? Is it getting dry? Or is the light still shining on it and making them twinkle? All right. Look. Okay. Female desire, according to Mina, is activated when a woman feels overwhelmingly desired, not rationally considered. Female erotic literature, including all those shades of gray, is built on this fantasy. Sexual desire in this view does not work according to our expectations and social values. How many times have I said this over the last seven years? I have said this repeatedly over the last seven years. It don't matter what fucking social rules you because social shit is created by humans and does not go in line with human nature or biology it is actually designed to control and govern human nature and biology by trying to program your mind to believe certain things because as dr carter g woodson stated in the miseducation of the Negro, once you control the mind of a man, you don't have to concern yourself with his actions. So you have to implant beliefs into people. And the best way to plant beliefs into people is through fear and through religion. And these are the places where female sexual nature has been controlled and governed. All right? Now, sexual desire in this view does not work according to our expectations and social values. Desire seeks the path of desire. God damn it. Yes. Desire seeks the path of desire, not the path of righteousness. Uh-oh. So you, want, you husband want to know why your wife want to wear 
This this sexy ass, tight ass dress that highlights her voluptuous gluteus maximus. Mm-hmm. With this lovely split that go all the way up from the ankles all the way up to her panty line. Why? Because, baby, that woman knows she fine. And she want everybody to desire her when she walk through the door. And you, as an insecure man, don't want nobody looking at your goods. But, baby, I'm a $3 million ring sitting on display in the middle of the motherfucking store that everybody going to look at, but everybody can't touch. You understand but male jealousy and his fear of cuckoldry forces him or causes him to want to control that very nature that very reality right it thrives not on social order but on its negation remember they say like women like bad boys there's something mysterious about somebody that goes against the grain. There's something very attractive about a rebel. And I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't attracted to no goddamn rebel. Yes, I am. I'm not attracted to no, no, no savage, no thug, scrub, bottom of the barrel. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like Al Pacino type of motherfuckers. Yes. Uh-huh. Like American gangster type going against the grain. Yeah. Powerful women like myself, like powerful men like that. No, I don't want no yes, sir, yes, sir, master man. No, I don't. And that's just being real right here on the High Power Podcast. That's being real. Not what people think you're supposed to say, but what I'm actually going to tell you that's raw, real truth, whether you like it or not. Hit that like button because I know you like what's going on right now. Make sure you share this video, like, subscribe, do all that. Let YouTube know you like this shit. Let YouTube know that you like this shit, that this some good shit that's going to go higher. We ain't got no drama over here. It's just real. It's real deal Holyfield over here, right? Right? And we speaking facts. Fuck all that shit that people talking about because they in their feelings. Oh, because a girl broke up with you in second grade and you 92 years old and you still out here trying to dog women and your dick can't even get up. Shut up. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. Boy, I, man, it's like I should have wrote this damn article. I mean, these are words. I mean, they took the words right out of my damn throat. Look. <laughs> It thrives not on social order, but it's negation. This is one reason all religions and societies try to control, contain, limit, and redirect it. Boy, you preaching, PhD. You preaching. Ah, yes. Martimina had men and women watch erotic pictures of contact between a man and a woman and track the participants' eye movements. Check this out. This is some powerful shit. And it's the, it tells the truth about women. Brother, if you listening to this, fuck what they saying in the manosphere, right? Fuck that. I'm here to tell you the truth about women. All right? All right? Because she ain't never going to be just, she ain't wired for monogamy, baby. All right. Um, 
Martamina had men and women watch erotic pictures of contact between men and women and track the participants' eye movements. She found that men and women focus on different aspects of the sexual event. Men looked at the women while the women watched the two genders equally. They concentrated on the man's face and the woman's body. What turned them on apparently were the desired female body with which they identify and the man's lustful gaze for which they long. Did you understand what was just said there? Did you understand what was just said? What was just said is that women focused on the man's gaze and how he desired that particular female in a certain body part on that woman. And they desired to be desired in that way. Which will go back to one of those on my Valentine's Day show. I read the first the first married thing post that I read was was a woman asking why her husband don't desire her. And men know that women want to be desired. And this is the reason why they so quick to tell a woman, that's why don't no man want you. We only want young and pretty. Bitch, you old. You going to die lonely. We don't want no woman over 30 because we want to desire. This is what we desire. They know that they are hurting or potentially hurting a woman's feelings because they know that the nature of a woman is to be desired. They act like they don't know that, but they know that's why they tack you with that very thing is we don't desire you. You hit the wall, bitch. Right? They know that. They know it. But anyway, let's go. Anyway. Despite what is commonly believed, then, Mina argues that female sexuality is more self-centered than males. Mick Jagger's lamentations aside, male fantasies focus on giving satisfaction, not on receiving it. Men see themselves in their fantasies bringing the woman to orgasm, not themselves. Women see the man set aflame by an uncontrollable lust for them, bringing them to ecstasy. Men want to excite women. Women want men to excite them. Being desired is the real female orgasm. Uh, it's the real female orgasm. Being desired is the real female orgasm. Again, being desired. That's the key. That's the key sentence right there. Being desired. The very basis of human behavior is rooted in sex. So you have to look at sex first to see how humans behave. And in sex, what the orgasm, what gives women the orgasm is being desired. 
So you're not going to marry this away, man. You are not going to marry a woman and erase this nature. This is why the man that we just heard whose wife died from trying to get this Brazilian butt lift at the beginning of the video. The first thing he said, I tried to tell her that she didn't need. It. I tried to tell her she was beautiful, but she wanted it. Why did she want it? Why did she risk her life? Even though her husband said you don't need it. Why does she risk her life? Because the very foundation of human behavior is rooted in sex and sex for women and orgasm is based on the desire of being desired, not just by your husband. So. Mm. Mina says, and her words resound as a kind of truth. After all, wouldn't more women be jealous of the desire woman? who cannot orgasm than the orgasmic woman who is not desired? Yes, women are more jealous of the woman who is more desired because she also wants to be desired. And this is why men attack women by telling you that's why men don't want you. That's why a man don't want you. They know that the female nature is being desired. Mina asserts that this aspect of female sexuality explains the prevalence of rape fantasies in the female fantasy repertoire. Rape fantasies in this understanding are actually fantasies about surrender, not out of masochistic yearnings to be harmed or punished, but out of the female desire to be desired by a man to the point of driving him out of control. I would be lying to you. And this is coming from a person who has been raped more than once in a negative way. But I got, I got a taste of the type of man that I actually fucking desire in that way. And this desire for him to handle me in a rough way is there. It's not. No, any man can rough handle me that way. It's only a certain type of man that I will want to handle me in a rough way. This, and I came to realize, because I never understood rape fantasies either until I experienced being with a t- the type of guy that I would want in that way. So by this logic, the fantasy is actually about surrendering voluntarily after the coveted man and his inability to stop himself attest to the woman's own supreme desirability. That it goes to that level of being desired. That woman, because being desirable is a power to woman. Right? And so even if she's married, she still wants to exist within this power to know that she is still desirable 
and desired by many. This is no different than the man who turns 50 and might be married and still want to know if he got it because he didn't hit his midlife crisis. This is no different. People want to know that other motherfuckers want them because the base nature of human behavior is rooted in sex. Max, I apologize. 18 years later, brother, you won that argument. I lost, but I held my own because I argued your ass to death. That money ruled the world, but it don't. Oh, no. Nuts ruled the world. And you was 1,000% correct on that aspect. You were. And I rarely ever admit, I hate to admit that I'm wrong. I like to win debates. I ain't backing down, but I back down now to you, brother. According to this view, according to this view, monogamous marriage does work for women on a certain level. It provides security, intimacy, and help with the children. But it also suffocates female sexual desire. As the mischievous or the mischievous author Tony Bentley wrote recently, there is virtually no female sexual problem, hormonal, menopausal, orgasmic, or just plain old lack of interest that will not be resolved by ta-da, a new lover. So, brother out there, you cannot be weak in the sexual department. You cannot lose the interest, the sexual interest of the woman, because after a while, even if you are married and paying for everything and all of that, the fact of the matter is your sexual interest in her have dwindled. And the only way that she's going to feel ignited again is what? Somebody different. How many Men on here then fuck somebody else's wife. Cause I hear I see it all the time on Facebook how they be scrolling, you know, I done had sex with plenty of people's wives. That's all they did. I was the wife hunter. That's all I did was fuck other men's wives. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Right? There's a reason. But a lot of men think that all I need to do is provide and protect and then leave her in the closet like a fucking toy that you feel like playing with when you get ready to. And then think she's supposed to still want you on that level. But you're not showing her how much you desire her. You're not turning her on sexually. You're not keeping that fire um, lit. And guess what? Because the female nature is twofold. It's twofold. And that's the part that the male does not get. He don't get that. So, anyway. At the end of the day, the accumulating evidence. Remember I said the scientific analytical mind is, is that of the observer. The observer. Right? At the end of the day, the accumulating evidence appears to reveal 
a paradoxical element at the core of female desire, a tension between two conflicting motives. So women are actually wired to have more than one man. She need a man that can help with the security and the kids and all of that. But she also need a man that can light her fire and blow her back out. That can increase her desirability factor with this because this is what drives human nature. The woman is twofold and need two things. Oh, oh man, it's so bad. Oh man, it's so bad. And it's so bad. Ah, I want to tell you. Um, let's see. It's a paradoxical element at the core of female desire, a tension between two conflicting motives. On the one hand is the desire for stability, intimacy, and security. That's why women need to get their own damn money. You need to get your own money, right? And, and then picture the, oh, yeah, picture the flame on the burner of a gas stove, controlled, utilitarian, domesticated, and good for making dinner. On the other hand is the need to feel totally, uncontrollably desired, the object of raw, primal lust, a house on fire. The problem with the average conditioned male, the societal created male, he does not understand how to affect the woman on a primal level because he's too conditioned and engineered into a falsehood of of, a production of society that he has forgotten or he just ain't never known how to attract a woman on a primal level because at the base nature of all humans, we are animals first. But they have put the woman on such a high pedestal to being inanimate and like an object that they forgot this motherfucker is human and that even the base of her human nature is animalistic and they don't know how to attract the woman on a primal level. And that's why a lot of these dudes can't get with these women. And so that is the complete article that we've just read. And it tells you why the woman is going to get these cosmetic surgeries. And why even if she's married or got a boyfriend... She's still posting pictures on IG. IG, IG. Y'all got upset with Aisha Curry. But when Aisha Curry did that, I had already said this. That the female nature is to be desired. And Aisha Curry showed you that when she went from domesticated to now putting on a damn bikini and doing uh, IG shots. Some shit she said she would never do until she realized that I'm not desired by the world no more. They see me as a homely and and 
I'm losing my sense of womanhood. I'm losing my sense. I'm losing my power. I need to know I still got it. Ain't nothing wrong with being desired. Hey, you can look but can't touch. What's wrong with a person wanting to to be seen? Huh? What's wrong? Ain't nothing wrong because anything that's beautiful you want to be seen. Huh? You go get nice cars so people can look at that shit. You want to talk about women. Be, you want to liken women to cars. Oh, no. We, see, we, we look at women as cars. You know, we, we judge you by your mileage and, and previous owners. Well, if you look at women as cars, then why the fuck you want to hide the car that you get? Let's go with that. But you want to cover up the car because I ain't never seen a man. And another man walk up and say, man, this motherfucker got a 64 Chevy. That sucker got candy paint on it, brand new interior and these big old nice rims. Man, that's a badass ride. Can I look inside it? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, tell a whole story about it. I ain't never seen a man say, man, don't look at my car. Get away from my car. No. But you sure do that with these women that you liking this liking to cars, like you say. You you want them to cover up. Uh-uh. Hell no. What what men don't understand is that women dress to be seen so that they can be desired, but they're not actually dressing for you. They're not trying to catch you. That's the part that the man does not get. The woman is not trying to catch you. She just wants your, she just wants to catch your attention. She don't want you. She just wants your attention. And the man can't, can't understand that, which is why they think that, well, once you got a man, you don't need to dress sexy no more. Yes, you do. So um, let me show you what desire, what the female nature of desire has had them do. This woman lost her limbs from a Brazilian butt lift. The desire to be desired has taken these people to the extreme because society, the media, and these companies understand human nature. These average Joe people making these comments in the manosphere, these, a lot of these folks ain't even graduate from high school, but they out here talking, right? They don't know what they're talking about. The person that didn't even, that couldn't even do anything in science was getting other people, was cheating on assignments or cheating on the test or probably just straight up failed science in school, got the nerve to tell you about fucking biology, I was a science major. I went to school for cell and molecular biology. I was in the pre-med program. I had to take these courses. Right? I studied this stuff outside. I've written several research papers on psychology and all other kind of stuff. Right? So when I hear people talking who ain't who who probably dropped out of school, it it it's just funny to me. Okay, because these companies that promote this kind of stuff, 
They have done the research on human behavior. They have done the research on human nature and they know where you're going. And so here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with human nature in the way that it is. But what what society has done is it is exacerbated. It has taken this shit to the extreme. And where everybody is right now is on, on the extreme end of everything. So when we're talking about these cosmetic surgeries and stuff, we're talking about extreme behaviors that accompany that that are going in the way because it is a part of their nature to begin with. Right. Men. Don't have this big of an issue because. They are not really desired for how they look. It's not a big thing placed on their appearance as it is a woman because even women understand that their nature is to be desired. This is why you have a lot of them taking the same type of pictures. Y'all know what them pictures look like. I'm going to show you what the picture look like. And it's all on social media like that. Now, I ain't never took one of them pictures. I have never taken one of them pictures. But y'all know what it looked like. All ass up and down the damn timeline. Right? Because it's about desire. And everything that the woman does in a sexual nature is about desire. And they're even willing to lose their limbs behind getting these surgeries. Look at this. Dents. Right? Right. Y'all know how it is. You know how it is. Look at that. Look at that. Now what? Now. Her ass look like cartoon character face. Like, how they finna get ready to start drawing somebody's face right there? Who I ask make y'all think of? What cartoon character y'all think of? I know y'all watch The Simpsons and, 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 and Stewie and what family, the family guy. Y'all know who, 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 what her ass look like there? This is deflated. Like, who she went to? She looking in the mirror. What y'all think she thinking? Do y'all think she thinks she fine or do she think she fucked up? Y'all think she thinks she fucked up? Because I think she thinks she fucked up. Or maybe she might, maybe she might be delusional because some of these chicks is delusional as hell. They be out there with their brand new fucked up ass, right? And they be in bikinis and they really think they fine. Girl, you look like you got on a like you was born with a diaper on. You were born with a shitty diaper on. That's not good. All because they want to be desired. And this is the reason why they blame men for the desire. Because what, what did the article say? Y'all got to pick up key things. Right? The woman blames the man for these unrealistic beauty standards that they have to submit to. Because, again, the woman's nature is being desired. But in the article, 
in the study, what did they say what, that the, um, the woman's eyes went to when they showed men, both the man and woman sexual uh, footage of men and women together? The woman's eyes went to the man's face to see what he was focusing on on the woman's body. Men are placing a heavy amount of attention on a woman's bottom, her behind. So since women want to be desired, they want to please the man or grab the man's attention. They want his eyes focused on what he's desiring. Since they want to be desired, this is why they're going to get the fucking butt lifts. So it's not they just want it for themselves. They want it because the man has shown in this 2022 era that that's what he desires and that woman wants to be desired. By any man that put his eyes on her. No, she don't want to have sex with all these men. She just wants to know that she commands that man's attention and that he wants her in that way. And that's where it stops. That's where it stops with the woman. She just want to know that she's desired. So here at the High Power Podcast, we're not trying to condemn, destroy anything. What we're trying to do here is to bring light and understanding to human behavior in a way that it empowers you in your everyday Listen, there's nothing wrong with submitting to your nature as a woman. Yes, be desired. Yes. You think I'm up here with my shiny titties because I don't want to be desired? You damn right I do because I know I'm gorgeous. And back in my old videos, I was covered up with my shirt button all the way to the top. No, we don't even have no buttons on no more. No, I need you to see all the way here, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with being desired, but have a limit to what you're going to do with yourself, because after a while, it crosses the line of self-esteem, self-esteem issues. Ladies, there's nothing wrong with you wearing a weave. There's nothing wrong with you wearing a wig. However, there is something wrong when you think that you can't be beautiful without that shit. That's where the problem lies, where you just don't feel beautiful without it. There's nothing wrong with enhancing yourself so that you like looking at yourself better, right, in a certain version. But do you like yourself as you are, right? That's where the line is, a thin line between all this shit, a whole thin line. And if you don't put this in check, you may cross the line of doing something so dangerous that will cause you to be more fucked up than you are in your natural state. If you don't get to a point of accepting and loving yourself for who you are and how you are. I'm going to show you a photo because I ain't always liked. I haven't always liked how I looked. But one thing, I'm be damned if I'm going to go and let somebody do all that shit to me. 
The, the one thing that I did consider is probably going to get a mini tummy tuck. And the only reason why I want to go get a mini tummy tuck is because it's just a little flab that I can't get rid of no matter how much I exercise. Even when I was dead lifting three pound, 300 pounds and running miles with 75-pound weight vests on my damn back, I still, I would, I got thin, thin, thin. I was doing all, I mean, I had a, I had a four pack well, cause I couldn't get a six pack, but I had a four pack. I had obliques and everything, but I could not get rid of that little flab, no matter what. As a matter of fact, I even went and got it cool sculpted and cool sculpted won't get it off either. So I'm like, well, my only other option is get a mini tummy tuck. I consider that I might do that. Not because of anybody else though it's really because i don't like to see that shit there i don't like it it's a little flab that just fucking won't go away and i've done everything else within my power i didn't exercise and did all that so now it's just a little flash skin just go get it off but not because not because I want other people to accept me. It's just because I personally want to be able to have a whole a whole flat six-pack. I want that, and I don't want no flab there. That's just it. But we all are dissatisfied about certain things about us. That's That's natural. That's natural. But... For the most part of a lot of this stuff that we're dissatisfied about is really based in our low self-esteem regarding ourselves. And so as I and that's the reason why I started the video off or the show off about my low self-esteem issues. And all of the things that I did to overcome those issues. I didn't seek surgery. I didn't do all this other crazy stuff to to deal with those low self-esteem issues. I dealt with my mind and my worth first. And then whatever enhancements I made physically, I went and worked through those with actual exercise. I don't I really don't think, I don't really believe in taking the path uh, of least resistance. I don't, I don't believe in taking the easy way out. But a lot of women want instant gratification and they want easy ways to get in these ways are dangerous. Again, there's nothing wrong with submitting to your nature of wanting to be desired. That's a part of who you are. The sexuality in females or women is powerful. And you as a woman should own that. Own your sexual power. Right? Because it's a part of you. Just don't go overboard. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't go overboard. Right? So if anybody has my personal phone number, Please call in and let me hear what you think. Because eventually I'm going to get another line so that I can open up the phone lines to anybody who wants to, to call in. But for now, I can take calls, but only from people who actually already have my personal phone number. If you are on the show and in the comment section and you want to comment on this or you want to leave your opinion 
and uh, give some feedback so everybody can hear, uh, please go ahead and give me a buzz right now and I'll bring you on uh, and let you um, say what you have to say in, regard in, in regards to this. Uh, in the meantime, how, do y'all, how, how are y'all liking the content? Tell me in the comments section what your opinions are. Make sure y'all are subscribed. Make sure you, you hit the bell notification and make sure, right, that you have all your notifications on for this so that way you're always notified, right? No, I haven't set that stuff up yet, Charles. I haven't set that up yet, right? Uh, but if it's, if it's something that I can do, uh, getting the Zoom calls or whatever, I can set that up. Uh, but I need to know how to set all of that up. But I have a, I have a mixer that gives me the ability to accept calls um, through the phone. I just would rather people call directly into the phone and not some third-party app. All right, not some third-party app. So I appreciate that y'all love the content. Uh, so um, does anybody, how do you feel, specifically men, I want to ask you, how do you feel about hearing these studies on female nature? How do you feel about knowing that her nature is twofold? That not only does she want security, intimacy, and help with kids from a, a, st- a stable relationship, but she also wants to be desired on a primal level to where her long-term partner may not be able to satisfy her on that level and she may go outside and get her desires met from somewhere else. And not only does she get it from there, but when a woman is going through menstruation, that she desires more high testosterone men who are not suited for monogamy which is why you end up with women when men ask, well, you say he ain't shit, but you fucked him. But, but biology does not care or choose mating partners based on if society thinks he's a, a good person or not. That is not how biology operates. Charles say if she wants to go outside, she better stay out there. That's I understand how you feel. Leslie, she says, I'm mad as hell. I don't have your personal number. I have something to say. Um I would definitely like to hear what you have to say. Uh for sure. I really would. Uh I think I have a I don't notice. I I don't notice number to my uh, Google Hangouts because my my system crashed. Right, my system crashed, and the number that I had in there because I had it written down inside of the app, but when it crashed, the engineer had to delete that um, 
that information so I don't even have it anymore. I have Google Voice, but I don't know what the number is. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what that number is. So I can't really, and I can't figure out what it is. Let's see. Because I would definitely like to hear what you have to say. <sighs> yeah, maybe next week. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, but, yes, the, um, what was I going to say? I don't think, I don't think I have anything, was going to say anything else. Um, yeah, so if, oh, Charles said, that's what it was. Charles says she better stay out there. I understand how you feel. I understand how you feel. But let me ask you this question, Charles. Even if she didn't actually act on the desire, how would you feel knowing that you don't make her feel desirable? Like you're not the person that increases her desire like that. Because she, you say stay out there if she go, but she could stay with you, but you still not you still don't light her fire sexually the way she might need it to. How does, what do you say about that? Because see, men, men are allowed to have their cake and eat it too pretty much by society. It is okay if a man is married and he just go outside and get him a little sex and but. He still he didn't leave you though. Men ain't monogamous, you know they polygamous, so you know he should be able to have a girlfriend. It's okay for the man, but when it comes to the woman, her needs are kind of along the same lines. She still need a little fire on the outside. She don't necessarily want to lead a marriage, but she want to get some sex that from somebody that actually makes her feel desired that way and lights her fire that way. But she ain't left. She still want to be in a marriage. Right. So Charles says, Charles says, I respect the studies for what they are. I would feel unfulfilled as a man, honestly. Right. So the reality is, is this. There is no such thing as perfect. And the reason why we would feel unfulfilled as people is because we believe that we're supposed to be a person's everything. If I marry you, I'm supposed to be everything for you. And one person cannot feel all your desires. One person cannot be everything to you. We wasn't even designed that way as human beings. And so now we are we feel deficient in ourselves because we can't be everything this woman wants. And God forbid if I can't be the one that fulfill her sexually. It's a fucked up thing. But what I'm trying to show you is that this perfect society and this perfect shit that y'all trying to create ain't never going to be. 
It's never going to be. Because you cannot be everything to to somebody. Everybody plays different roles. And some men are not made for relationships. They made to just screw. And a chick might go out there and get her fantasies met and still want to be home. If she was allowed to be that, if society allowed her to be that in the same way that society allows men to be that, there might be less divorces. Because as much work is put on women to maintain marriages and marriages are not do not even benefit women. Do you really think that it wouldn't help the marriage if she was able to escape into an actual fantasy where her world is not dependent on how much work she got to bust her ass to do to keep up a marriage? It's, it's definitely something to think about. And that's why the new generation that we are in is dismantling all of these old, old, rugged rules that don't eat, that, that restrict human nature. And you are entering an era where people are fighting for their true freedom, freedom to be who they feel they are. Freedom to express themselves in the way that they want to express themselves. Free freedom to to break away from anything that constrains or restricts who they choose to be in this life. And this is why I advise women the more the more money you have, the more free you can be. And you can make up your life any way you want to. When you don't have the money that will purchase your freedom, you'll get stuck into things that restrict your humanity. Red, red, you can be you can be scandalous. It don't matter. Be real, because if scandalous is your reality, if that's your real, I accept real in any form because ain't no such thing as fake real. You know what I mean? Because real accepts scandalous. So if you want to be if you want to call in with your scandalous opinion, call in with your scandalous opinion. We want to hear it. I want to hear it. So call. All right. Mr. Charles says, if that's the case, I'd rather be her associate, not friend, and we can be cool. I don't want uh, to be the guy she settled for or that will do, right? I understand. I understand. can't really determine how life plays out because once you 
you get with people, you know what I mean? Certain situations, certain life things that happen can alter how a person responds or who a person might become in that given time. You never know what life has to offer. You never know what life brings, right? And in reality is this. We all need multiple partners for multiple things. And not all of these partners will, will be you will have sex with, right? You can't be everything to everybody, right? Or to that one person. I'm a, I'm, I'm a social being, right? You're not going to stop me from being social because you feel like I can talk to you. I can talk to you about any and everything. So if I can talk to you, you don't need to talk to nobody else. No, it don't work that way. You're not going to stop me from being social. I'll be social with as many people as I want to be social with. Right? And I might like you for other reasons. You might not even be able to talk, but I might like that me and you can play pool together. Right? We shoot pool and we have a good time. We fun. But that's as, that is as far as our communication goes. Right? You, we can't have sex, but we can have that type of relationship. Right? And my particular man probably can't even do that. He probably can't play pool and don't want to play pool. Well, you ain't going to stop me from playing pool because you don't want to play pool. Right? See, we can understand it in those, in those aspects. But when it comes to sex, that's where the line is drawn. I can't, if I can't be your everything in sex, then I can't be your nothing, right? And that only proves even more that human behavior is ruled on the foundation of sex. So much emphasis is put on this sex thing, all right? Hey, listen. Gonna have to learn to accept some truths and some reality, right? Men expect women to accept and tolerate their sexual nature, but they can't. No, it's not. It's just different in your mind it's different about how you feel about that it's not different as the study has shown as life and reality has shown it's not different you make it different in your mind because you feel different about it that's the difference is how the difference is how you feel about it That's what the difference is. Not because it's different in actuality, right? Just like you feel like it's different. Like somebody posted a black person, which is my friend. She said on, on a Facebook post today, she said, don't revoke my black card, but I don't like watermelon, Right? And it was a whole bunch of comments in, 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 in the comment section that was like, your black card is revoked. 
And I actually was one of the ones that said your black card is revoked. Now, I'm going to temporarily revoke your black card because you don't like watermelon, but that's temporary pending renewal. But go ahead and tell me you don't like fried chicken, and then your black card is all the way revoked with no chance of renewal. You got, you got a lot of hee-hee-ha-has, right? But if a white person said that, you would say it's different, right? It ain't different. It's only you feel different about who said it. Because it's the same words. You just feel different about who it come from, right? Right? So we ain't, so what you're saying that is different for men with sex, no, it ain't. It's that men feel different about it because they want to own women's sexuality while they don't want the women to own theirs. They, they have a mentality, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. So my penis is my penis and I can do whatever I want with it. And your vagina is my vagina and bitch, only I'm going to be fucking it. That's, that's the thought process, right? Right, that's the thought process. But the reality is, is that it ain't different. It ain't different, right? But that's, that is the conclusion for tonight's show. I think I, I have enjoyed really sharing that article with you. I have enjoyed talking about uh, female sexual nature which is to be desired i have really enjoyed giving that to you so that you could see into the psyche of why women behave in the manners or in the ways that they behave because it is a part of their nature and you are not going to stop that so if you go with the flow of certain things Life becomes easier. And this is why Steph Curry, Steph Curry is actually a very well put together man. He's very secure. He allowed and he supported his wife in operating in her true nature. That's a beautiful fucking thing. He allowed his wife to want to still feel desired even while she was married because that is the nature of a woman. Y'all have been wonderful. Come back and see me again. I'll let y'all know when the next one is. Have a great night. Peace out.